Welcome back to another episode of the Mama To Be Honest podcast. My name is Jenea. I hope you had a wonderful week. It's TGIF for me because I always record on Fridays, but I release episodes on Sunday. So happy Sunday. Hope you're having a wonderful weekend. Hope you're being kind to yourself. It is warming the F up finally. I also noticed that I start these episodes by talking about the weather like I'm so awkward. (laughs) So I hope you don't mind I'm talking about the weather. It was such a long week. Last weekend, we went on a trip to Southern California. We took a little trip to Disneyland in Newport Beach and it was so great. It was only three nights, but it was a much needed getaway for my husband and I, and we took full advantage of it. Although I underestimated just how exhausting (laughs) a three-day excursion could be without kids, I think we wanted to fit so much into our time and we definitely did. But we really, really felt it. Even on day two of Disneyland California Adventure, we, our feet like gave out halfway through day two. And so we had to take a little, a little intermission back at the hotel. And I ended up taking like a three hour nap. (laughs) So we did rope drop for those familiar with how Disneyland and California Adventure works. You can line up like 30, 45 minutes before they technically open the park and you get through security and you walk through like Main Street USA and you could wait behind a literal rope for the park to open. It was such a great experience. I mean, we're normally up early anyway because we're parents and we're always up early. So it wasn't It wasn't anything major to have to get up early on vacation, and it was so worth it because we rode a few rides without having to use our Genie Plus passes. We got to ride Matterhorn and a couple of the Fantasyland rides with little to no line, so that was a great tip. (laughs) Thanks for everyone who gave us tips. Neither of us had been to Disneyland in over a decade, so we had no idea what what to do or 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 how to how to approach the park and all the tricks and hacks so it was great i definitely ate my feelings out on that trip one of the tips we had gotten from a good friend of ours carrie said whenever you see a churro cart stop and get a churro Disneyland churros are so good i don't know why i forgot how good they are but they are top notch churro I think, I think we had, we each had like five churros over the span of three days. I know Maurice had way more than I did, but it was, it was fully worth it. But we came home just exhausted, so bloated, (laughs) took full advantage of the trip, but we definitely felt it for days after. I don't think I felt like I was back to reality until like Wednesday and we had, we flew back on, on Sunday of last week. So It was such a great time. I am so grateful for the time that we got together, but I was so happy to be home and in my own bed and with the kids. Jade and Malachi, they kind of had to take a a double take when we walked through the door because they were having such a great time with their, with their, um, with their grandparents. Both of our moms came to stay and watch the kids while we uh, went out and about. So that was such a blessing. So grateful for them. 
for taking time out of their lives to (laughs) come and be grandmas for the weekend. But they had such a great time with them. It's like they didn't even notice we were gone. I felt bad because whenever I FaceTimed like a crazy person, I would kind of rile them up a bit unintentionally, but they were just like, where's my mom? Like, where are you? And so I, at at one point I was like, okay, I'm doing more harm than good by checking in on them. So it was so much fun. And this week was such a hard one. My body, although it was relaxed from vacation, just was completely stressed out this week. I think I'm trying to put too much into my days and it's, it's just over overdoing it a bit. So I'm glad to be sitting here with my cup of coffee, talking to you guys and recording another episode. It has been so great to just get my thoughts out on this podcast and talk through all the all the things that just run through my head daily as a mom to share my perspective and opinions on on certain things and how they relate to my style of motherhood or or my parenting style. We had a lot of great reception last week with my husband being on the show and his take on fatherhood and our parenting style. It was really cool to listen to it back because I never you never really noticed how you interact with your your husband, your partner and <laughs> and so being able to hear that I thought it was, I thought we did, I thought we did a good job (laughs) and everyone loves, everyone loves Maurice. Everyone loves talking to him and he's just such a kind hearted person. And I, I am very lucky to have him as a partner. We definitely balance each other out in the best ways. And I lean on him for a lot. And it's funny because (laughs) this week's episode is going to be I don't want to make it a venting session, but I think it's naturally going to turn into one because last week we touched a bit on mom rage and how I manage through mom rage. And I was thinking a little bit this week about how I could elaborate on my perspective on mom rage and what exactly causes it. And I came back to one thing consistently, and that is the invisible load of motherhood. And that term might be a little foreign to some people, so I will happily go into what that means to me and 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 how we define the invisible load. But that is kind of the common denominator across every mom rage scenario for me and what what leads to those instances of losing my cool or yelling or feeling so frustrated to the point of no return. It's kind of those those small things that you can't really see that go into being a mom and taking care of your household. It's it's all of the invisible work that goes into this role. And if you don't acknowledge it or you don't talk through it, talk about it, <laughs> it can really lead to a lot of resentment and instances of mom rage and instances of, of yelling at your kids. And I've definitely been there. I think I have found ways to manage manage it, but I think where I need to improve a bit is understanding that the invisible load, while a lot of it is inherent, I think 
by nature, it also deserves to be talked about more and based on your family dynamic, structured and arranged in a way that isn't fully thrown onto the mother or the mother figure in in the family and the partnership. So what is the invisible load? There have been so many articles and books written about the invisible load. So you might be familiar, but if you're not, there has been an article that I've referenced time and again that I just love by Dr. Ashrina Reem. She is the founder of Psyched Mommy. So how she describes the invisible load, it is basically all of the unnoticed and uncompensated physical, mental, emotional labor that are all generally done behind the scenes by mothers to keep our households in that happy, healthy, and smooth running state. And she goes into three different categories of the invisible load of motherhood that I really appreciate because I always thought for me that it was more of kind of like a mental state of always being like my family's project manager. <laughs> so basically taking making sure that all the connective tissue between plans and doctor's appointments and everything that's just kind of the thankless work is all done, but it's actually also very physical and emotional. And I really appreciate her calling that out. So there's the physical part of the invisible load. And these are things that I just never considered. So things like actually growing and birthing your child, your children, (laughs) that's I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if people are going to agree or disagree with that, but that's generally like a, a, an implied part of being a mom that it is, it is part of, it is part of the invisible load. It's also things like completing chore, like household chores, wiping down counters, seeing something dirty and taking care of it right away, preparing your kids meals, packing lunches, getting things ready for just the day and, and kicking off the day. So that does count as as physical labor as part of the invisible load. The next category is that mental labor space. And this is kind of where I always really found the invisible load for me. And for me, this is where it mostly, mostly manifests. So things like toy rotation. So rotating my kids' toys or weaning out old clothing, things that are getting outgrown. Remembering to buy a gift for a play date or a birthday party or sending out birthday party invitations, planning birthday parties, managing, maintaining doctor's appointment schedules, dentist appointment schedules, printing out immunization certificates for daycares and schools, working through the family schedule, acting as a timekeeper, <laughs> making a list of what we need at any given time, understanding what I need to pack for a certain day trip or excursion out into the world on a weekend, looking, you know, researching new things to do with our kids, planning, just tons and tons of planning. That for me is where the invisible load really takes up the majority of of its space for me. And we'll go into that in a little bit. And then there's the emotional labor part of the invisible load. And this was also something I didn't really consider because I don't know if it just is something I 
I, I understood as this is something I am fully going to take responsibility for as, as the mother. So these are things like managing through tantrums, comforting and, and providing, providing a mother's type of comfort to upset children or when kids generally gravitate towards me or the mom, right? If they, if a, if a kid is upset or a baby is upset, they generally want their mom. And that's, that is definitely part of it. Convincing toddlers to do anything, putting their shoes on, putting a diaper on, putting a shirt on, all of that is under the realm of emotional labor. And it's a very big part of the invisible load. And so a lot of these things are just kind of the unnoticed pieces of making your household run smoothly. And this has been the theme or crux of a lot of the arguments and conversations I'll get into with my husband. And a lot of it I've come to realize is not necessarily a result of my husband just doesn't want to do as much work as I do. That that, after a lot of time, (laughs) managing this invisible load, I am fully capable of understanding that this is not intentional on my husband's part at all. A lot of it is actually very self-inflicted. So it's two things for me. It's a lack of communication on my part and kind of acceptance, accepting my fate kind of, right? So that's one thing that can be addressed. And then two, it's also something that's just nature. Mothers are generally the caretakers. They are the home builders. It's just, it's in my nature to be the homemaker. And women just see and sense things differently than men do. And again, this is <laughs> this is my own experience, right? But in being married for how long have I been married? I've been married for six years. In being married for six years, I've learned so much about each of our own natural instincts to things, which includes a lot of this invisible responsibility. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think thinking about our family dynamic, we are both full-time working parents. We are, we are equally responsible for our household. And we both bring different things to the table. And I think for such a long time, that and still this still is something that weighs on me and not burdens me but I take on a lot of the invisible load as a woman as a mother it's in my nature but it's also very self-inflicted and something I know that with the right tools and time and investment with my partner to look at this invisible load can actually be a bit more balanced, understanding what things I generally can't 
do or handle as well that maybe I can give to him, right? So for me, it's those two things. It's it's the fact that it's in my nature, but it's also that sometimes I just accept that I would rather do this. <laughs> I always say that my toxic trait is <laughs> being angry that all of all of it falls to me, but then when I do accept help, that I'm mad at the outcome of how something is done, not by me. <laughs> That's my toxic trait. I delegate and then I get pissed that it's not done right. <laughs> so I think a lot of addressing the invisible load for me is relinqu- relinquishing control and accepting that things are not always going to be done in that particular way that I want them done. If I want the invisible load to be less invisible and more evenly delegated. One thing I tell my husband all the time, we go in this like perpetual, <laughs> perpetual, not, it's not necessarily an argument, but it's, it is a discussion. <laughs> Maurice is so good at recognizing when I've got so much on my mind, he can like sense when I get stressed out because my mental to-do list is just growing and growing and growing. And I get increasingly agitated that I have so much to do. I have to schedule doctor's appointments. I have to pack my kids' bags. I need to vacuum the floor. I need to do the laundry. I need to, I need to, I don't know, rotate the kids' toys. I need to do so much stuff that I say I only need to do that he gets to a point where he's like, I need you to tell me what you need me to do so that you are not overburdened. And the way that I respond to this, you guys, is what? I'm going to make you a list of things to do. That's just another thing I need to do. Make you a list. Just go look for things to do and do them and that will help me. But it's that circular conversation that doesn't have resolution that really just shows how different we are as a mother and a father (laughs) and as a man and as a woman, right? Like I get pissed that I have to go and make him a list of things to do. And he's irritated because he's like, lady, I can't read your mind. Like, yes, I want to help, but I need to know what you need help with. And that, like, I just need to remind myself that he doesn't see tasks or things to be done like I see tasks or things to be done. It's not a result of he doesn't want to help me or he's not aware. It's just a different awareness. And that's something that (laughs) it's taken me so long to accept. And then that plays into the whole self-inflicted part of this, of my personal invisible load, is sometimes I'm just like, "Ah, do I want to take the time? to explain to my husband what I want done or the things on my list that are stressing me out only for him to go and do it in a way that I'm not going to be happy with. That's not fair to him, right? And saying it out loud, <laughs> saying it out loud is one thing, but actually going and, and, and fixing that and fixing my mindset on that is another. And it's a definite work in progress because I think majority of the time still, I'll have all these things that I want to get done that fit into that invisible load camp that I just won't tell him I need help on because I want to do it myself. And that is my toxic trait. (laughs) So that is 
a big part of what leads to mom rage for me is all of these little bitty things that just pick at me, right? I have to go and do this thing while also my kids are in front of me and they need my love and my attention and my time. And I have all these things on my mind, on my plate that I want to go and do. And that just leads to the increased agitation. And so then once a tantrum happens, I just explode. And kind of getting to the root of the problem of that invisible load, what has helped me is without without being condescending or without you know, nitpicking or being passive aggressive at here are all the things I'm doing that you're not doing. Just laying out flat, here's what I'm thinking about in this moment in time. If I'm feeling stressed, Maurice picks up on it and says, what can I help you with? I do my absolute best to push back the annoyance of him asking me that and me having to be like, all right, well, let me go make you a nice little buttoned up list. And taking it from a place of good intention that he wants to help me. I need to let go of all this type of control that's just leading to this state of agitation and saying, okay, here are the things I need help with. Here's what I'm thinking about. Let's, let's divide and conquer. Let's, let me think about this as less delegation and more. Let's talk through everything that needs to be done as a family (laughs) and you take what you can and go run with it. It is so freaking hard to let go of that kind of control (laughs) and that toxic thinking. Man, it is a hard and I am, I am working on it, you guys. But those are the things that generally lead to instances of mom rage for me. An example that happens all the freaking time is getting the kids ready to go anywhere it generally you it generally falls to me getting their hair done, getting them dressed, getting socks on, getting them ready to go anywhere. And it's something I generally take the reins on when I could easily have my husband do it. And so one example that comes to mind is a couple of weekends ago, I first got I, yeah, this is this is a perfect example. So the entire morning, we had to be somewhere by like 2.30. And so in my mind, I am in full planning mode, invisible load, right? So I'm like, let's get the kids down by noon, wake them up by 1.45. We'll wake up Malachi first, get him ready. I'll hand him off to Maurice and I'll wake up Jade, get her ready get the things in the car, get water bottles and snacks in the car before waking them up. And then we can leave by 2.15, right? So there's that whole example of teeing up a plan and getting things pre-ready in the car. So I, things are going as, as planned in my head. I'm, I'm getting Malachi ready. I got him ready, handed him off to Maurice. He is taking care of baby boy while I get Jade up and get her ready. When I get ready, when I get, when I'm done getting Jade ready, I come back downstairs and he and Malachi are just sitting on the stairs. And the first thing that comes to my mind is like, why 
are his shoes not on? Why are his socks not on? Are you not paying attention to the fact that we're leaving the house in 30 seconds? (laughs) And I explode. I absolutely explode. I'm so irritated because I'm exhausted. I barely have myself ready. And I think that's also a point of resentment too that I take is because I have to kind of put that peripheral awareness onto my partner at times and I have to do it without feeling like I'm nagging or being passive aggressive or being mean. And that's just something that we have had to learn to communicate better on. He needs to learn to adapt to my expectations, but I need to learn how to more effectively communicate to him so that he knows what all the things I'm thinking about naturally as a mom or as the type A woman that I am, right? And to him, he's he's doing the best that he can. He's He's watching Malachi, he's playing with him, he's having a good time, he's engaging with him and he's bonding with him while I'm getting Jade ready. But in my mind, I'm like, why are you not getting his shoes on? Why is he not on the way to his car seat? Why are, why are you not thinking about the fact that we have to be out of the house in five minutes? So that is probably the most recent example <laughs> I can think of about just that invisible load leading to a point of explosion for me. And it has been a constant work in progress and it is so so hard you guys and so I think I've had to get myself to a point and I'm not there yet I'm still getting myself to the point of being comfortable just communicating what I'm thinking whenever I'm stressed as a result of the sheer amount of tasks I'm doing that fit in this invisible load category we have gotten much better at knowing what we need to be doing and just awareness and dividing and conquering for things like cleaning and just our general routine and how we read our kids and the things that we can do to help each other out because it is pure chaos. We literally say it is it is two on two at all times. <laughs> and my husband and I are on a team and my kids my kids are on a team of their own and While we're a single family, it is very much two-on-two, and it has taken a lot of time and effort, and it still is, to understand how to divide the invisible load a bit more. And my husband is the most caring and loving and just generous person. And I recognize that I lose sight of that in the moment when I feel overwhelmed and overburdened. And so I try try my best to just take a deep breath and remind myself, okay, slow down and communicate everything that's on your list. Because at the end of the day, men are not mind readers. And I hate that they're not. Like, why why are they not? (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, they are not. And we can't do anything to change that. And so I have convinced myself and have developed a better understanding that I need to communicate everything I'm thinking because he's not going to understand that otherwise. He's not going to understand that I have a million invisible tasks that he might not see, and this is why they're important. And when I do communicate them to him, 
he's actually really, really great at saying, hey, let's prioritize these. You're thinking about X, Y, and Z when we could probably do those at a later time, or we don't even need to do those at all. Like, let me push back on you a little bit and ask, why is this important? Why do you need to do this? Why is this valuable for, why is this deserving of our time? Why is this a meaningful thing to do? And he's right. A lot of the times, this self-inflicted invisible load is just a bunch of things that I'm convincing myself that needs to be done when they really don't need to, or they don't need to with the urgency that I am attaching, (laughs) that I am attaching to them. So I love talking about the invisible load and I love working on it. I think, and I think ever since I've become a mom, I've, I have learned so much about our respective roles that work for our particular family. And I'm fully convinced, I, I, I fully have accepted and I, I fully believe that every family is different with regard to their roles and what they each bring to the table. And I think the fact of the matter is for us and just like many families out there, the modern family is not is is often not a stay-at-home mom and a dad that brings bacon home. You know what I mean? It's it is two full-time working parents and a mother and a father that have both their natural instincts that contribute to a home. And the fact that we are equal in some respects and not equal in other in others challenges you a bit on how to divide up that work a bit more evenly. And so my husband and I are very much, we are very much like a a partnership. We are a partnership. We know we bring different things to the table, but we both want to feel like we are contributing in very level set ways. And I I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm going to show up in ways better than him and he's going to show up in ways better than me, depending on whatever it is. But I think that just comes back to like me, (laughs) me being able to pull out in like what naturally comes to me and say, hey, this is actually overburdening me. Can we talk through what I need from you and how I need you to do it? And it's much easier said than done because most of the time I feel like when I say that, I feel like I'm coming across as just the haggard, nagging wife. (laughs) But if I want things to be more even keeled long term and feel less burdened, it's going to come with that investment in how I communicate and being willing to cut through a lot of that toxic thinking that I'm so (laughs) accustomed to doing. So thank you for my venting session. <laughs> yeah, the this the invisible load of motherhood is so real. I see you and I hear you. I feel like every mother listening to this can probably relate and it's I am a full believer that is it's it's a it's a an outcome of so many different things, not just you're, you're responsible for it all. So yeah, (laughs) 
Okay, let us get to some questions and confessions. So I put on my Instagram this week, just I just threw the topic out there, what we, what we would be talking about this week for Mom Rage and, and The Invisible Load. And I posted it under the pretense of it being anonymous, so I'm not going to share who asked questions or shared confessions. So let us start. The first question I have is any advice on when to ask for help before mom rage sets in? Yeah, so I touched on this a little bit in episode five, but I think, again, I think it's about having a true intention and developing that strong pulse on when you feel your triggers being pulled. And I think this just comes back to recognizing those instances where you are just triggered and telling telling your partner when it's happening. It might feel a little weird in the moment, just being like, hey, I'm hitting my breaking point or hey, I, I'm, a, I'm about to lose my cool. I'm about to, I'm about to lose my shit. <laughs> I will literally say that to Maurice in the moment of me just feeling like my head is on fire and I just feel myself, if one more thing happened, I, I will like, <laughs> I will like tear my house down. <laughs> but it's gotten to a point where like, I've gotten so good at understanding when that's going to happen and communicating, it just takes practice and communicating that, that to my partner. Maurice has has done such a great job at just, he picks it up before I even pick it up. The other, the, this happened yesterday. Yesterday, I was having a back and forth with Jade. She was, it was like tantrum after tantrum, every little thing. And it just got so overwhelming for me because I had a really long day. And I actually had it I feel like I had it under control and I was I was breathing through it. I was trying to communicate effectively with her, but he could just feel that it was coming. Like he could feel it. And so he came up to me and said, "Hey, let's switch. Let's let's switch." <laughs> That's his thing. He comes up to me and says, "Hey, let's switch." Cuz usually when we bring the kids home from school, we after dinner, he will um you'll have the kids while I clean up a little bit and then We'll go upstairs and we will have kind of, we'll each have, we'll each have a kid. We'll get them ready for bath time. And I was, I, I, I was, I was with Jade that night and he could just tell that I was nearing my breaking point. And he was, he just came up to me and said, Hey, let's switch. Hey, let's switch. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't need to switch. I don't need to switch. I'm good. I'm cool. I, I can handle this. And so I, I tried to handle it and 30, 45 seconds later, I could just feel like, okay, this is, this is, I, I need to, I need to switch. So I was like, okay, let's, let's come back. Please, let's switch. <laughs> and so he picked up on that and that prevented a mom rage moment. And I was so grateful that he had that awareness. And I'm just, I, I keep coming back to the communication so often piece. And there's no such thing when you have kids, there's no such thing as over communicating with your partner. I think that's why we are such a good team and such a good unit because in places I literally just talked about the invisible load and, and how, how he is not aware in in ways that I'm aware, but he is very aware in ways that I am not aware, even about my 
owned himself. He knows me better than anyone else. And in this case, better than I knew myself, because he <laughs> he had like a premonition that I was going to lose my cool <laughs> minutes before it, the minutes before I knew it. And so it's just that deep trust and that pulse check that you have on your partner as a result of that constant communication. So I think my answer to any advice on when to ask for help, just set set yourself up with that like that communication practice because you'll start to develop these premonitions of your partner and, and learn how to read them um, when you when you have your kids with you that you know and, and, and you know how how each other interacts with your kids and you'll know what they need in the moment. He sure knows what I need in the moment and I he's just a fantastic partner and a fantastic dad. So The next question is regarding invisible load. How do you divide labor with Mo while also having your full-time job? Yes, I think I just touched on this, but again, we are, we are today's modern family. We, I'm not a stay at home mom. I work from home. I'm a work from home mom, but things are very we are we are in the modern day scenario. We both work full time and that can lead to me feeling overburdened with this invisible load because it feels like two full-time jobs. And so it's it's just in the moment being able to pause and reflect on what I feel like I'm taking on and writing it all down and all the things I feel like need to be done that he might not consider right away as urgent like I do. Again, it's not it's not either of our faults. It's just, in my opinion, in our nature. And so we need to figure out what works best for us, considering the fact that we both work full time. And it's not, he doesn't want me to have to feel like I'm being overburdened or that I have the lion's share of the invisible load. And again, coming back to, (laughs) I don't like, I need to recognize that while it's partially by nature, I can't self-inflict this stuff. And I, I can't, I can't enforce something that he is so willing to work against and, and, contribute to so all right this one is a confession yes this is 100 percent the so in response to thoughts or confessions on mom rage and the invisible load this listener said yes this is 100 percent the reason why i highly simplified our home this is an amazing point and i I am, we do not have a simplified home. I think we have a really organized and functional home and we've developed a lot of routines that have made it breathable and functional and, and livable. And I think simplification is something we haven't pushed into with much intention. 
And I follow this person on Instagram and I'm really inspired by a lot of her content because she, her, her thing is about full simplification of your home and less is, and less is more and living in a space where you have less and you intentionally have less and you have only what you need. And if you bring in more items, you get rid of the same amount of items, right? And so I fully commend this and I can definitely see why it would contribute to a or less of an invisible load if you live if you live more simplistically. This is something I really struggle with with things like toys and things, just things that we have, all of our material things. I feel like we're pretty good at weaning out and and spring cleaning and doing that on a periodic basis, but never we haven't explored doing that with like to like to at the next level. We haven't we haven't explored that. And and that is actually something that maybe we should consider if it gets to a point if it gets to a point where it just becomes unsustainable. This the the level of home management and feeling like if we feel like we're underwater, like maybe we should explore some some simplification methods. So I don't have too much to comment on that, but I really commend this person for taking taking their family through the simplification process and living in a simplified home. Bravo. <laughs> and the last confession that we have, this one really, really hit home for me. This person says, my mom rage confession is when I snap and my kid shows worry or fear and asks for a hug. I've bluntly denied the affection because I'm still so heated. I'm working on modeling the calm. But now when I snap, I try at the very least to allow the recovery immediately. It is so hard when they're so annoying sometimes. <laughs> oh, mama, I 1000% feel you. And I think this, my husband said something last week during our fireside chat that has since just, I've, it's just been on my heart. And it's something that was said to me that I just completely forgot about. And mom rage is just going to happen. Mom guilt is going to happen. Unfortunately, the two are going to happen together. And what he said was, Yes, you can sit you can sit in that feeling and you can sit in that shame and we're going to make mistakes. We just have we have so much. We have so freaking much. And it's going to happen. It's inevitable. And I think what has comforted comforted me in what he said and what he said was don't be afraid to let your child see you react or see you feel things even if it has an impact on them in that moment like you want to be everything but you're not going to be able to be everything and it's going to make you feel crappy I read this and I'm like man yeah I've been there I remember the first time we attempted to potty train Jade I lost my cool so bad it was it was probably the the it was probably one of the worst moments of mom rage and mom hysteria I literally had to leave my house and drive like 20 miles away and I just sat in my car and cried 
Like it sounds so pathetic, but it was the worst day for me. I had stressed myself out. I stressed her out. She stressed me out. She stressed herself out. We were both just like fueling each other in the worst way possible. And I had wanted nothing to do with my kid. And I love her so much. We have like the best relationship. But it was one of those really, really bad days. And I just needed, I wanted to crawl out of my skin. I wanted to not be where I was. And my husband wasn't there that day because he was working. And the moment he got home, I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm leaving the house. Like, you take you take her. You figure it out. Like, figure it out. <laughs> and so I drove. I drove very far. <laughs> I drove very far. And I took some deep breaths, like, 30 minutes away from my house. And I felt so bad about that about the fact that she had to see me like that. But it's just going to happen. And it's, it's like not my proud, my proudest moment. But I think coming back to that, like my kid also needs to see that I'm human. And they need to see that I'm working on myself and that I'm actively working on myself for them. So I don't think I have advice on that. I just love you and I see you (laughs) and I'm so proud that you are working on that. It is not easy. I knew this was going to turn into a venting session. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Moms are incredible. We are so incredible. We, we are everything you guys. I'm not going to make this any cornier than it already is, but I want to thank everyone for submitting questions and confessions and for listening to me vent. If anything, this is just a great opportunity for me to get things off my chest. So I will stop things here. I, I think I'm going to, in my, uh, in my podcast description, I'm going to, for this week's episode, post the article that I always reference about the invisible load. There are a lot of great tips and mindset approaches and communication things that that article recommends that I always go back to and we try to work on. So I will post that for you to read. I hope that... (laughs) I hope that this episode resonated and that you are seen and you are heard and you are taken on the load and you don't need to take it on by yourself. So I will, (laughs) I feel like I just went from zero to a hundred, like bring it down calmly somehow. (laughs) But next week we are going to have a special guest on the show. She is an amazing mother of two teenage daughters. We are going to talk through so many different challenges of having two teenage daughters and how her relationship has changed with her with her daughters growing up. We'll talk about her transition from one to two kids. So we'll touch on a little bit of everything. She is someone I admire very deeply. So I can't wait for you guys to hear my interview with her and I'll let you know who that is when (laughs) when she's here so I hope you have a wonderful week 
I hope that you and your littles are doing great and please reach out, follow and subscribe and rate this podcast. If you haven't already, it really helps me out to understand kind of who's listening and who's here with me. So thank you so much. I will see you guys on the socials, on the Instagrams, on the TikToks. Please message me. I always respond. (laughs) I always respond. (laughs) So bother me as much as you can. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.